Broadway Radio's Tell Me More. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Here on Tell Me More, we strive to talk about projects and topics that don't often get covered on theater podcasts. On today's episode, I am talking to someone who I first saw on Broadway nearly a decade ago, almost exactly. In April 2010, I finally saw In the Heights on Broadway, and starring opposite Corbin Blue as Usnavi, Chris Jackson as Benny, and Marcy Harrell as Vanessa, was Janet DeCall. Having originated the role of Carla, she had recently moved into the role of Nina Rosario and was absolutely breathtaking. Longtime listeners will know that In the Heights is in my top two or three favorite shows of all time, and much of that was because of this very performance starring Janet. Since then, she's been seen on Broadway as Alice in the musical Wonderland and is one of the incredible stars of Prince of Broadway. She can currently be seen playing Dina on the national tour of the band's visit, but today we are talking to her about her outstanding recently released album, My Standards. The album is full of hits from the Great American Songbook, but they are infused with a Cuban-American flair inspired by the music that she heard growing up from her parents. The album, and I promise that I'm not just saying this because I'm about to talk to her, is fantastic, and I highly encourage you to get it and put it in heavy rotation. I will mix in some of the singles throughout the episode. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Janet DeCall. conversation by asking Janet how things are going at the band's visit tour stop in Dallas. It's great. We have a sunny day, which is wonderful. You're there for a, for a couple weeks, which has to be nice. Yes, it's been really nice to sit down with the show and have some time to really explore the city and get to eat some really yummy barbecue. <laughs> That's always a good thing. Yes, yes. It's been really, really, really wonderful. That's fantastic. Well, I didn't mean to necessarily start with the band's visit, but since we're talking about it, it you've, <laughs> you've been in the show for uh, for a couple months now. We've been with it, at least in rehearsing. How has it been adapting to the show and then adapting uh, to life on the road? It's been great. I mean, it's a wonderful cast and they've been very warm and welcoming and um, it's a beautiful show and I was lucky enough to see it in New York uh, with the original cast and quickly fell in love. So when the opportunity to uh, be a part of this, I jumped. <laughs> I'm kind of still jumping about it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very special piece and it's just so timely and very much resonates with what's happening in the world today. So I feel very fortunate to be a part of it. And how has uh, life on the road been treating you? I know that's always an adjustment um, to get used to the travel in between cities, but then also to not have the grind necessarily of being a New York actor when there's always auditions and uh, benefits and concerts and all that kind of stuff. Has Have you found the the travel and the life on the road has been what you thought maybe since the last time you had done it? Yeah, well, I've never toured before. This is my really? first time. 
Yeah, so uh, I was I actually really excited to to experience that. Um, yeah, it, the the touring has its own rigors, but it's it's exactly what you said. It's it is sort of a break from the <laughs> the intensity that is New York City as an actor because you kind of are always doing something, um, which is wonderful in its own right. But uh, yeah, I'm getting used to. Uh, you know, still getting used to the the rigors of being on the road and and the travel and setting up and packing up and leaving and doing it all over again. <laughs> um, but it's great. You know, it's a lot of fun, and I've been lucky enough to be able to see some bits of the little bits of the country, and I'm looking forward to the to the rest of it. Um, yeah. You kind of find the time to try to explore at least a little tiny bit, you know, and if not, the locals are very welcoming and warm about uh, trying to make us feel at home, which is so great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you mentioned all the travel and ironically enough, I was on um, a couple planes in the last few weeks. And so uh, knowing that I was hopefully going to be talking to you, I played the, the new album and I just sat there in a plane flying from Orlando to New York and just smiled throughout it because it was such an interesting, you know, when you you see an album called My Standards, you think, okay, I understand what standards are. And you look through the track list of the songs. I'm like, oh, I know almost all of these songs. But there was such an interesting uh, twist on so many of them. You talk about this kind of being a tribute to your parents and the, playing the Cuban music as you grew up. When you sat down to kind of compile not only the songs that you were going to include in this album, but the different twists and the arrangements that you were going to put onto them. What factored in to deciding what this album would eventually become? Well, first, thank you. It makes me so very happy that you were smiling on the plane. <laughs> yeah, because most of the rest of the stuff on the plane did not make me smile, but the album definitely <laughs> did. No, that really, really warms my heart. Uh, and this is a hard project as you know, as you mentioned, it is a tribute to my parents and, and the genres of music that I love both very much, both the Cuban and the Latin, as well as the American songbook. Um, so it, it just seemed very right to me in my mind that these two <laughs> musical genres would work together. And um, when I sat down, uh, I have a dear friend, Carlos Jose Alvarez, who was the main arranger on this project. He's also Cuban-American and also is very well-versed in both worlds. And so we kind of sat down and sort of put our heads together to what songs we both felt we heard uh, having this twist uh, with the arrangement. And um, yeah, it was also uh, kind of very easy for us because they're both languages that we speak, both of these musical mm -hmm genres are languages that we speak quite fluently so it very much made sense in our heads that these songs would be easy to arrange in this sort of flavor what i thought was really interesting about some of the the tracks on the songs or some of the uh tracks on the album is that some of them have that latin feel and that cuban feel throughout and then some of them feel like very traditional versions of those songs and then about halfway through there's like a breakdown and it switches, um, which I thought was a really interesting contrast, especially things like uh, it don't mean a thing. I felt like that in my funny Valentine where they, you do this really soulful, rich, traditional jazzy version of those songs. 
and then it switches on. It really kind of showed a very interesting balance, like you said, between those two languages. Yes. Yeah. And that was always sort of the concept is taking the Spanish songs and making them more jazzy and taking the um, American songs and making them more Cuban or Latin. Yes. And playing with the languages and the musical musical genres to go back and forth, because I really am both of those things pretty much feel like 50 50. (laughs) So again, yeah, it just, it, it, it sort of in my mind, it's, he was very much able to capture the sound that I sort of envisioned and going back and forth between the two and and creating something fresh and different was what we were hoping to achieve. And I think he really, really did that very well. Yeah. And I was, as I was listening through it and some of the the songs kind of kept popping up and especially those jazzier um, arrangements that were more traditional for those songs, I couldn't help but think, that something like Omar Sharif would actually fit very well in this album, even though it is a newer song. It has some of that same standardness um, to it. And I sat there thinking, man, I really wish she'd recorded a, a Cuban version of Omar Sharif in here. Uh, well, as maybe well. we can do that on the second one. Yes, that's perfect. But <laughs> but as you sing that song, does that feel like I think it's be, kind of become a musical theater standard, you know, in the last few years since it was debuted um, on Broadway. But do you feel when you're singing that song every night, does that feel like a standard to you? I mean, it really does. And, you know, it's such a reflective piece um, in the storytelling. And uh, I think it really does lend itself to having that sort of, sort of staple uh, in a catalog. The score for the band's visit has, a, a deep, not only obviously Middle Eastern influence, but a jazz one as well. And uh, Mr. Yazbek did such a beautiful job of making the music palatable. You know, it's Middle Eastern sounds are not typical in the musical theater catalog. And so with infusing it with these jazz undertones, uh, and uh, I think it really has helped people sort of be able to take the sounds in and relate to them personally. And that's really interesting, the way you describe that, of taking the Middle Eastern sounds and the jazz. I mean, it, while it's obviously different parts of the the world, it's not completely dissimilar to what you did with your album, taking the Cuban music, the Latin music, and combining them with those jazzy standard things. Both of these projects are kind of amalgamations of things that are familiar to American audiences and things that might not be as familiar. That's right. And, you know, interestingly enough, in, in conversing with my friend, uh, Carlos, he uh, is a little bit of a musicologist and explained to me that the clave, which is like the base for Cuban rhythms, um, was brought to New Orleans and is a heavy influencer in the sort of oh, wow. the staple for the jazz sound, the two, three. Um, and so being born out of that sort of Cuban undertone <laughs> uh, <laughs> makes it very easy to sort of arrange the songs that we chose uh, with that present, uh, which really kind of, uh, you know, took my breath a little bit yeah. away because I was like, oh, yes, of course, this makes complete sense and how it would be easy to make these songs fit in both worlds. That's wonderful. I'd never, I mean, not being a musicologist myself, I didn't realize that, but that makes perfect sense. And now I can hear it, uh, you know, throughout, like it just makes so much sense like that. Yes. 
That's wonderful. Well, um, sticking with a little band's visit question, you were obviously playing opposite uh, Sassoon, which is, I think, has to be a very interesting uh, thing in musical theater history where someone originated a role in a film version and then it was adapted to a musical and then came over and did the musical version. As you have gotten used to this role that you are playing, how has it been to be able to play opposite him, someone who has such a rich history of not only that character, but of the entire history of the band's visit? Oh, it's a dream. It's a dream. And initially, obviously, for, you know, all the obvious reasons, a little intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) But he's really been so warm and inviting. And, you know, he's such a beautiful actor. And uh, I have a lot of fun on stage with him and seeing the the very uh, nuanced choices that he makes in his acting nightly. So to still be able to make it fresh after being involved with the show for so long is really inspiring as an actor to witness and to be able to sort of banter with him on stage that way. But he's been so, so great in just being open to creating our own sort of chemistry and, and making the relationship personal. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I, that's got to be such an interesting uh, acting opportunity to dive into something fresh for you that has been so in the bones of, of your scene partner. So that's, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, in addition to my standards, another album that I have, I take a lot of pleasure from um, is I, I love the cast album for Prince of Broadway. I think that that came out so well and obviously that is a unique opportunity to get to play so many great mm-hmm. characters um in one time is there either for, well first let's do this out of the songs that you sang especially um i love the the avita stuff and the spider woman stuff but is there anything is there one of those songs that really feels incredibly special for you having done that show i mean the whole experience was so extraordinary and to be able to sure. work with Hal at you know before he passed was just such an mm-hmm. honor and you know, he was such an incredible human being and you know, so legendary in our world and so <clears throat> having that experience was really, really, really special. You know, these are all shows that we know and love and he was such a pioneer. So it was a uh, really, really quite beautiful to get to know him, even if for a little bit. And uh, I was very lucky to be able to perform at his memorial, which happens not long ago. And uh, mm-hmm. I sang Buenos Aires uh, from the Avida catalog for the memorial. And uh, because of that, that song holds a very special place in my heart. Um, Jason Robert Brown also did it a beautiful job of arranging that number. So that's one that sort of definitely sticks out to me. <laughs> and Buenos Aires isn't on the cast album either. Though. It's not on the cast album. No, yeah. it's not. It's not on the cast album. Was there anything that uh, somebody else sang uh, in that show that you were like, oh, man, I really wish that that was one of the ones that I had gotten to sing? You know, no. I think everybody that was cast in that show did such a beautiful job of interpreting their music. And uh, 
I am in awe of every one of those talents. <laughs> so to be <laughs> able to hear those voices sing those songs night after night was a true gift, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that that group of talent has to have been a, a really cool experience to be able to uh, to be a part of. And I've loved listening to it. I, I didn't I wasn't in town to see the show, but the the album has been a, a nice little, I don't know, greatest hits kind of thing to uh, to pop in and listen to fairly regularly. Yes. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, I do. I do have to say that the first time. um that I uh, ever saw you on stage was uh, you were in the in uh, in the Heights uh, opposite Corbin Blue was the first time oh, I saw that show the first time I saw you so um, I've been a, a fan for quite a while not only of that show but of you as as well and obviously this we're just a few months away from a big milestone for In the Heights with the film coming out as someone who was involved with that show from the very beginning, what are kind of those emotions when this is now going to be a huge feature film that's going to be open up this story and these characters and this music to such a wider audience than perhaps it ever had on Broadway. Yeah, it's overwhelming. And uh, you know, it's that show holds an incredibly special place in my heart. Uh, Those people are my family. And so just the idea that this story will be told around the world and that people will be come familiar with that score and these characters. And <laughs> it, it, it's really incredible. And uh, I've been lucky enough to go in and record the ensemble parts for the movie. Oh, cool. And uh, just revisiting these songs and singing, singing these melodies with, some of the other original cast members has been such a beautiful, joyful time. Yeah. I'm, I'm really thrilled for, for what's to come with this movie and for people to experience it on their own. Yeah. And it's such an interesting thing to see this show for obviously a, a lot of reasons, but I, I, I mentioned I was flying back and forth from New York and Florida. I spend most of my time living in Florida and it is a show that has gotten so much regional uh so many regional productions as well i must have seen it three or four times in theaters large and small um being able to tell this story is is such a cool thing because i said i love this show and and so being able to see actors of the amateur level and the professional level being able to do it and to really engage with what it means to be home is is really really special to me so i'm i'm so thrilled that it'll have an even bigger life after this yes absolutely i'm totally with you (laughs) (laughs) um so bringing it back to uh to the album if there was a way that you could describe what you hope that people get from listening to this as someone who maybe hasn't heard any of the songs yet might not be necessarily familiar with a bunch of standards necessarily what do you hope that a listener is able to take away from listening to this album um, as maybe a way to entice them to actually do it in the first place? Well, I would hope that people would take away in listening to the album that we are an amalgamation of many things. And whether you're American or Latin or from any background, culture influences sound and that's certainly the case for this album it's joyful and it's sophisticated and it's 
heartfelt. And uh, those are all things that we can all connect to. Yeah. Is there a an entry piece on here or on the album that you would uh, say, like, this is the representation? If they just listen to one track, is there one thing that you think represents the, the album and what you were hoping for the most? Oh, boy, that's hard because I think every song <laughs> <laughs> does that to some capacity. Um, but certainly it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. It's so good. It's really, really good. I love that one. Um, and it's a, and it's a. I mean, that's probably why I assume it's the first track on this on the album. Yeah. But it it definitely is wonderful. And then uh, to, I guess I have to mention, uh, you know, going back to In the Heights, you do Moon Dance with Javier Munoz as well, and that was a really nice treat too. Can I just have one more moment? him come and sing with me in the studio and he he jumped at it and and that just made me so happy and you know that's very special to me so to be able to do a duet with Javi um on such a beautiful track is just so wonderful so wonderful and he sounds amazing and we had a lot of fun doing it I can imagine well like I said I love the album and I'm so happy for so happy for you and with the album itself, but then also with the band's visit. I've, I've, like I said, I've been a fan for, it must be over a decade now since, uh, since in the Heights or at least getting pretty close. Um, so congratulations on everything and continued success with everything. And, uh, can't wait to hear for that follow-up album to maybe get a, a, a Cuban-inspired Omar Sharif as yes, well. Yes, good idea. I'll give you credit for sure, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great rest of your Thank trip in you Dallas. Thank you so much. Thank you. listening to this episode of tell me more my name is matt tamanini you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt and you can reach out to broadway radio on both facebook and twitter at broadway radio we will have social media information for janet to call as well as all of the information on how you can purchase her album and see her on the road with the band's visit in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com Timmy Moore is produced and edited by me. Special thanks, of course, to the spectacular Janet DeCall, as well as Dan Fortune and the man without whom none of Broadway radio is possible, James Marino. Thanks again for listening. And remember, I remember every moment, how it was to just be me. And to my surprise, I look through your eyes. And once more, I can see. Also, always get a second scoop. And when you get the chance, ask people to tell you more.